Ever wonder how the actor who plays Jesus on The Chosen prays? Well, stay tuned because this episode, we're going to interview Jonathan Rumi all about his relationship with God and an awesome new initiative that he just recorded coming up next. Welcome to the show, Jonathan. Hello, hello. How are you doing? We are so excited to have you on. Yeah. So a little bit about Jonathan, and then we'll have him kind of give some of his background. So uh, Jonathan is an actor uh, who currently plays Jesus on The Chosen series, which is the first multi-season series about the life of Christ and is the number one crowdfunded media project in history. So again, we are super grateful to have you on the show. Jonathan, could you, for our listeners who don't know about you or about your background. Could you tell us a little bit about your faith journey and how you got to where you are today? Sure. Well, thank you again uh, for having me on. I'm, I'm honored to be here. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I'm from New York City. I was born and raised in New York City in the suburbs of New York. Um, I grew up uh, sort of artistically inclined. I went to film school. I worked in the um, production side of films for a long time before I became an actor. Uh, and then once I decided I wanted to get real serious about acting, I knew that the only place to really see if I had a shot at this would be to come to Los Angeles. And it is there where I got cast as Jesus. And, uh, and uh, commensurately, my, uh, my faith journey deepened exponentially. So um, I was raised uh, mostly Catholic. I was baptized Greek Orthodox. And then uh, when we left New York City, um, we sort of transitioned to um, a church that was uh, near to where we lived. Um, my mother's Roman Catholic, uh, my father's uh, Greek Orthodox, but uh, adoptively Catholic. I kind of consider him um, since he went to Catholic school. And, and uh, you know, it's it's there's a lot of uh, similarities between the the orthodox and the catholic faith so it wasn't such a difficult transition i made my first communion and my confirmation as a catholic and um i've just uh yeah i've uh, my my journey has led me deeper to the heart of the faith um and the uh, the original movement that christ himself started so many years ago um yeah and that's kind of that's kind of the the um the bones of, of my journey. Now, were, uh, were you always strong in the faith? I mean, we're like from four years old. Did you know that you were going to be like Catholic forever and play Jesus on the chosen? Or, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think yeah, I had like that how... kind of insight. No, I didn't think <laughs> I, I was going to play Jesus on the chosen at four. Not quite that prophetic. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I wasn't given the gift of prophecy, no. <laughs> Uh, I did. I always was. Um, I was always connected to my faith. Uh, you know, I remember my my Irish grandmother visiting us when we were kids, and us going to Ireland when we were young, and um, you know, uh, reinforcing the prayers that our our parents taught us, and teaching us uh, additional prayers as well. And you know, I, one of my earliest memories of prayer is kneeling by my bedside and my my grandmother reciting all these different prayers like guardian angel prayer line by line. So she would say, you know, oh, angel of God, oh, angel of God, my guardian dear, my guardian dear. And that's how I kind of learned my prayers um, with a bunch of prayers. Uh, so I always kind of felt um, the presence of God in my life. And it was, uh, 
it was kind of like a warm blanket, you know, I guess if I had to put a metaphor to it for, for my life. And there were, there were times where I kind of would leave the blanket on the bed and then just go outside and do whatever. And then, but I knew it was always there. And whenever I, you know, felt called to, or when I felt cold, maybe I would just go and put that blanket on and, and, you know, make sure I was trying to, um, always staying connected in one way or another. And, and, um, but it really didn't, uh, really didn't develop until I came out here um, many years ago and then really just uh, kicked into high gear uh, the last three years, I would say. What brought upon that three in the last three years, kind of that growth or that ownership? I had a deeper spiritual conversion that came as the result of um, just uh, trial you know, trial and, and, and um, tribulation in my own understanding of it. And, you know, everybody, uh, you know, suffering is, is subjective and everybody's level of suffering is, is measured differently. And for myself, um, what that looked like was essentially me being um, completely in debt, um, broke, um, you know, enough food to last the day uh, at one particular point three years ago and and um and not knowing where my next check was coming from and not knowing how i would survive and essentially um getting on my knees as i would do for prayer uh but out of essentially just desperation and um complete and utter surrender and giving everything at that point in my life finally over to god in a way that i hadn't done before and then that very day, him sort of showing me that that was exactly what he needed from me. Um, <laughs> because that morning that I woke up overdrafted by like, you know, a hundred bucks, I had 20 bucks in my pocket. And and that afternoon, I got four checks in the mail that came from wow. all over, like, and <laughs> completely just, just leveled the playing field. Once again, I'm like, what, you know? Um, and it was so, I mean, it was so, um, shocking to me that I, that I, uh, recorded the moment on, on my, I captured on my phone as I opened these, mm. these checks, cause I, cause I just, I couldn't believe I was seeing, I couldn't believe that mm. he had answered my prayers so literally and so immediately. Um, but it really, uh, it really told me that, uh, that I needed to commit to him to surrendering mm-hmm. my will and, and my future and not knowing where, uh, being okay with not knowing where things would come, where, where uh, provision would come from, knowing that it would come at some way, one way or another, that I was doing everything mm-hmm. I should be doing. And when it wasn't working to not be anxious about it, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Sermon on the Mount is all about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay. And then, you know, Three years later, here I am reciting those words, you know, mm-hmm. uh, back to myself in essence. You know? So it's, yeah. it's, it's all been, uh, I mean, the only way I can describe um, the whole experience and this journey is just divinely orchestrated. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how God works when it seems he just sits at the door and waits for us to surrender to those things in our life. And that's so important. And, and it's so beautiful to hear from you and how, man, it's once, once he gives that over, then God goes like, fine. Okay. Let me, 
now I can, now we can work. Now we can do some stuff. The joke that I would say would be like, it would be God sitting there watching me being like, you got this. You're, yeah. you're okay. You don't need, okay. I'll stay out the way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Finally me being like, just take it. I'm like, Oh, Oh, now you want oh. me to, you want me to just get involved. Okay. All right. Now get out of the way. Get out of the way. We can actually, I can let me do my job. Let me do my job. You know, yeah. but if you want to get, if you still want to, I'm like, no, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, it's you. No, 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 no. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. It's yours. I'm sorry. Okay. So that's, that's kind of how I see it. How do you maintain that level of surrender? Because I think like initially a lot of us have experienced that, like hand it over to God and then we like eat, quickly slide back into like our normal way of living. How have you continued to live uh, in that trust? I think um, I think by really being present to what he did mm. to that moment, I think by me capturing it, I can always go back to it and be like, yeah. there it is. It's on tape. <laughs> I can't it's not in the ether. It's there. Yeah. It's a record of it. And whether you write those things down in a in a book, like a book of miracles or, or happenstances or, or events or, you know, mm. you know, um, moments that are just inexplicable. Um, I think it's important because we're, we naturally forget good things. We remember yeah. tragedy, but we tend to just kind of disregard the positive things. We just kind of take those, mm. begin to take those for granted. I think because the negative has some sort of a more um, visceral, spiritual, physical impact on our on our mm -hmm. psychology. Um, so I think it's important to kind of maintain a record of, of all the, the wondrous things that God does in the person's life, because then you can look back and be like, no, this happened and it shouldn't have happened, but it happened. And it was mm -hmm. how incredible is that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's, and that, that day that, you know, it was such a, a, a was such a turn of events in my life. I mean, it changed my life 180 degrees. Mm -hmm. And three months after that day, I, I got cast and chosen. It was like I got a phone call from wow. Dallas Jenkins, the oh. creator, and he's like, "Hey, I think we're yeah, gonna we're gonna do a series, like four episodes. Do, would you want to play Jesus again?" And I had done three short films over the previous four years with him, and the last one was like a year and a half before. And uh, so when he called, you know three months after I was praying for some change in my life. I'm like, yeah, I'll do a series playing Jesus. Sure. Four episodes, yeah. one episode or whatever it is. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. And, uh, and so, um, I think that's, you know, it was just like one of those things where mm -hmm. I, 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 it was, it probably took several moments of me getting smacked upside the head. And then this one mm -hmm. actually just stuck where I was like, okay, take it and then i i had committed that day once that happened i said all right I, so complete surrender that's what we're looking for huh yep <laughs> okay 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 and and you know even after we were even up until filming and even after filming the first four episodes of, of the chosen there were no guarantees on anything so i was still mm -hmm. struggling to pay my bills i still you know i was starting to feel like you know things were changing but i had no I didn't have the 
the the bank account statements to yeah. to prove it to know that things would, would eventually change but i didn't worry about it i didn't i just mm -hmm. trusted that like okay well i made that commitment and i have to honor that commitment to god mm -hmm. because of what he did to me that day and showed me that like no he's listening he's just been waiting for me to to listen and to obey and to be obedient i think you, you brought up something uh, really important that we found in our lives as well that uh, we are so forgetful as a people and mm -hmm. I, and and that's the the story of the old testament right you look at like the yeah. israelites and moses like <laughs> yeah. leads up, like lead, like god parts the red sea for them and then in the next it's chapter like, they're huh? like yeah 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 exactly and then uh, the best part is when you read that and you're like oh man the Aww. israelites yeah there's oh, like silly. how did they they're not so get it yeah, yeah yeah and then yeah <laughs> and then you realize it's the oh. whole book is about you and you're like oh yeah no, i'm <laughs> i'm the one yeah and i think that's that's just so so important to be able to document that because people ask us a lot how do you you know, make progress in the spiritual life. And I think one of the really important ways is to, to document that so that you can look back and remember, remember the amazing things that God has done in your life. Remember the hardships that he got you through. And then, you know, it kind of takes the, the things that you're struggling with right now and, and puts, reframes it into a new lens. Yeah. Puts it into perspective. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Jonathan, how do you pray? What is your daily prayer life like right now? Where did it kind of come from to here today? Um, I usually, I start my day with pr prayer and I end my day with prayer and then mm. I'm praying in between, you know, appointments. And I mean, it's a constant, I feel like it never really stops. It's a constant dialogue. And then sometimes it's more formal in the, in, you know, like memorized prayer and, and, uh, or like the rosary or divine mercy chaplet, which, which I try to say every day. Some days I, I, mm -hmm. I miss and, um, and, uh, and that's okay, but I try to be really, really diligent about it. And if I miss, I don't, I don't, you know, flagellate myself be for me, you know, I'm like, okay, it's okay. It's okay. You know? Uh, and then I try to make up for it, you know, but like, I, I always mm -hmm. try to start the day giving thanks. Um, I was on retreat recently in a monastery and um, run by Benedictines. So I got used to going to mass every day and trying to go to the um, liturgy of the hours, you know, which was lovely uh, to just have, mm -hmm. you know, a chapel like a stone's throw from where you are and just be able to pray and pray the Psalms and then share meals with these guys and have silence. Um, I think silence is really important. Um, but luckily there's so many apps now, like there's, you know, with, with, for prayer and, and not to make an obvious segue of any sort, but like hallow, you can find there's like the liturgy of the hours, right. Which is prayer like five times a day. And you have that on apps like hallow and, and, uh, and if you don't have the book and it's just like, it's, it's, it's so easy to, to have access to prayer today, especially within the digital world that we're living in, um, there's no really, there's really no excuse, you know, not to be praying or not to at least exploring, um, you know, maybe prayers that you're not used to. Like, you know, I have a lot of um, friends and, and, and a lot of fans that are, that are not Catholic and, and they're discovering all these kind of Catholic prayers and these devotions and these mm -hmm. things that, you know, are meaningful or have become meaningful to them and, and have um, change their spiritual lives and their prayer lives. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's, that's amazing. You know, prayer can, doesn't have to be in just one format, you know, I mean, Jesus himself prayed in all different kinds of ways. And, and, mm -hmm. uh, I think as long as I think, you know, what, what better model, what better role model for prayer 
you know, um, than him. So I think, uh, I think if it's just a conversation in between, you know, a rosary in between a mass or something like that, um, I think that's, uh, I think that's, it's all great. I think as long as you're, you're trying to stay connected to what, where the spirit is leading you and being open and not trying to pose your will over mm -hmm. God's will over your life, I think, I think you're in good shape. How does your prayer life look like on set? Does it change? Mm -hmm. Are you able to pray? Are you able to go to mass? What does that uh, look like when you're recording? It doesn't really um, change. I just, you know, I, I have to work to find moments where I can be alone. Sometimes, I mean, you know, even on set, like depending on what we're filming, there'll be moments um, where I'll just kind of walk off to pray and, mm -hmm. uh, if it's before certain scenes, you know, I'll just take some time by myself and talk to God. And other times I'll just, you know, um, pray prayers that I know. And, um, and then sometimes it might be, yeah, a day doesn't go by where I, I don't have some kind of conversation mm -hmm. with God or say some kind of yeah. prayer or, you know, um, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, having a sort of a, an arsenal of, of different kinds of prayers is kind of key. And so like, if, you know, if, if you don't have the time to be a father, God, you know, I just want to talk to you about, you know, if you don't have that kind of time when you're in between running around and just like, Hail Mary, full grace, Lord, but, you know, even just kind of yeah. any, anything that just connects you to, to Jesus is, mm -hmm. um, I take that opportunity wherever I am, no matter what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Pray at all times. St. Paul said, right. That's Pray right. Yeah. Amen. So do you get the opportunity to go to mass when you're on set? Yes. I, the first thing I do when I get to uh, uh, my hotel, wherever we're filming, is to find the local local mm -hmm. church and figure out where I can go to mass and receive Eucharist and uh, get confession if I need it. And, and, um, and just kind of, I like to, I like to do all those things before I start, like go to confession, receive the Eucharist yeah. and kind of yeah. spiritually start with a clean slate before mm -hmm. I, um, you know, film. And that way I, I feel the most, uh, the line is kind of most directly connected when I'm spiritually cleaned out, so to speak. Um, and um, yeah, I, th I think it just makes more room for the spirit to to work with within me and through me um, for this project um, or any project really, but particularly this project. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned the Hallow app, which we're really excited mm. because uh, you have just recorded all four Gospels. Is that right? Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. I got to read tell, them tell, all by myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, tell us a little bit about the 30-day the challenge and, and what you have going on with Hallow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the 30-day challenge on Hallow is essentially my um, reading, narrating of all four Gospels like a few chapters a day. So it's about 20 minutes a day of uh, the gospels and we, I do all four of them. And it's, it's essentially, you know, summer is a busy time for everybody. Um, I think one of the ways that a lot of people fall off once they're on vacation is, is like prayer, you know, it's just like, ah, oh, let me go. We're on vacation. We're hiking. We're doing this. We're, we're yeah. doing that, you know, um, whether it's as a family or just as individuals. And um, I think, I think this challenge is an awesome way uh, during the summer to be able to integrate prayer back into a person's routine for like 20 minutes a day, you know, because it's just little chunks where you're not, you know, taking hours and hours. Um, so it's, it's, it's really convenient to kind of like fit it in and 
pray along and meditate with with the, the scripture and then i think there's also um uh, uh commentary um uh, by dr sri and and uh mary healy i think that is also going to be accessible for people to yeah. to go deeper uh, into the the chapters and the and the scriptures so um i think it's just it, it'll be a really lovely way to to just keep people anchored throughout the the summer the summer holidays uh, i really like that especially and we found being in the military that whenever we're moving or there's some period where we don't have the structure like our normal day-to-day -day routine that it's so oh, yeah. easy to just let the prayer life go because you really got to fight for it um so to have something over the summer where now if you are traveling going on vacation your kids are out of school whatever it is now you just kind of have something that says okay i can commit to 20 minutes a day uh, yeah and i think that's really beautiful for those who don't know what hello is it's a catholic prayer app uh, that helps and what we really love about it is it's a resource that allows and helps teach you how to pray as well as facilitates just the space and the time and the opportunity and so as a mom with kids running around i love to turn it on while i'm unloading the dishwasher or making breakfast and turning those times into times that scripture is a part of that activity of, of this of this prayer of service into a prayer with the word. Uh, and so I think that this is an incredible opportunity for people to learn how to pray, how to, I think especially Ignatius contemplation is mm. the idea of using our imagination to enter into scripture. And one of the cool things I think about you reading it is you've given a lot of imagery to what Jesus' life was like, mm -hmm. what it uh, may have looked like, seen, mm -hmm. what heard, you know, all of our senses coming alive through that. And then to have you in your Jesus accent, uh, <laughs> read the scriptures over me, uh, I think is a very powerful way to just allow ourselves to be immersed in that, in that moment, that it's a letter to us mm -hmm. to be present. Okay. Yeah, I think I think it's been really um, fun for me and and for those who are wondering, what does does he read the whole thing in his Jesus accent? So it's only the only the lines of Jesus, only Jesus' okay. words <laughs> are in Jesus's accent. Just just to be clear, just uh, <laughs> be like, oh, you know. Um, but uh, I I try I try to um, I try to lift much much like you know when we're bringing life to these characters in in the show. I try to bring um, life uh, reverently um, to to the gospels themselves, you know whether it's um, the Gospel of Matthew, and obviously it's in Matthew's voice. I'm not doing Matthew's voice or an indication <laughs> of of Paris Patel as Matthew, but I'm I'm narrating. And then when there are other characters um, such as Jesus or such as you know uh, Simon Peter or such as John. Um, there, there will be distinctions. So it's while it's not a, a full theatrical version, mm -hmm. it's a, a reverently, I, I feel, uh, engaging, um, you know, narration. So that it, we you, we try to bring the stories to life, so that people can visualize, and especially if they've seen the chosen, um, a lot of these things will just it, there'll be more uh, of these this kind of imagery that you that you mentioned that will just sort of come fall into place. And also, you know, in the chosen, since we don't 
we don't cover everything that Jesus said or everything that happened mm-hmm. to every gospel because yeah. it's just not possible um, to, to do, you know, everything in a way that works narratively as a TV show. Um, this is an opportunity to hear some of those scripture passages that you may not get to see in the show and still mm-hmm. feel connected to the character of Jesus um, through, you know, my portrayal uh, for those who, who are fans of the portrayal and the show. It just is a way to, mm-hmm. to hear more of that portrayal come through on other scriptures that we, we may not get to do or, you know, because of time and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. I, you bring up a really good point of how complimentary that it can be, you know, especially with other things in the Hallow app. Um, you look at for if for our viewers who are listening to Bible in a year timeline, you know, I would never throw shade at Father Mike Schmitz. Father Mike Schmitz, if you're watching this, He's not awesome. throwing shade. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. But th- like this can be, you can do this together, right? There, you don't have to do one or the other. You know, this can be yeah. something where you're learning about the scriptures in um, Bible in your timeline and um, all about the history and uh, what's going on in the scene. And now like this is just kind of another way to be immersed in the gospels, mm-hmm. in the life of Christ, um, to enter into that prayer. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Jonathan, what's your favorite gospel? Ooh. Ooh. That's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> All of them. <laughs> I think I have, I'll, I'll narrow it to two, uh, John and Matthew, I think mm-hmm. are my favorites. John is just so different, obviously, from the synoptics. Um, yeah. And uh, and it's got some really cool stories that aren't in the other ones. Uh, and then Matthew, like, you know, I mean, he's got the sermon and it's so detailed. And, and um, yeah, yeah I, I, the, yeah, I would say those two, a combination of those two. Beautiful. That's awesome. Should we do rapid fire questions? Yeah. Okay. So we we have a we gave a shout out. Um, said, hey, do you have any questions for Jonathan from a bunch of our listeners? And we got some really good ones. So uh, there, there on. are, there are no a drink here. Hold on. No, you, there are no softballs in these questions. No. So okay. All right. I think I'm ready. <laughs> First, I how do you start praying again after being lazy for months? You just start. You just start talking. Start talking to God, and ask Him, ask Him for help. Yeah. You know, just like is there... God, I've been lazy. Help me to not be lazy in my <laughs> prayer time. And there, you just said your first That's prayer. It. There you go. Started the conversation. Start. Yeah. Are there prayers or resources? Maybe a book that you would recommend? Um. <laughs> I don't know that I could pick one in particular. Uh, <laughs> I would say start with the Bible. Start with the Word. You know, yeah. Just dig start with this thirty-day challenge. <laughs> start with the thirty-day challenge. Um, start with it. I mean, seriously. I mean, Same as far thing. as books, like everything that you can find in the book, um, that uh, like the most important prayers I think that you can find in books are on the Hallow app. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. and anything that's not is i think falls into other categories where you know spontaneous mm-hmm. prayer like then it's like yeah there's no book on that i mean there might be yeah. books on that but there's no I, there's no i don't see the point of a book on spontaneous prayer because it's spontaneous, <laughs> you know what i mean so uh as far as books go if you're like oh what do i read like pick up pick up you know dig into the the app see what prayers kind of speak to you and then you know that will lead you to i think uh, other other books 
Um, a book that I really like that I always promote that is great for um, kind of keeping your feet on the ground, uh, which has a lot of prayers, but it's kind of geared towards humility, which is, I think, uh, everybody can use extra doses of. Is this book here called How to Be Somebody by Mark mm -hmm. Mendes. In fact, I just ordered a couple of copies for some friends. And um, this book has uh, served me and served so many people that I've told about it. Um, pastors have been like, thank you for telling me about that book. That book is a life changer, a game changer. So that's a really good one that you can order on Amazon and um, how to be somebody. And, uh, and it's got all these different kinds of prayers from like the church fathers, from uh, mm -hmm. more recent um, examples of, uh, of prayers. So that's kind of one that, that I have for like, just for that specific um, uh, subject, which I just find given what I'm doing for a living mm -hmm. is just always encouraging to me and it always reconnects me with, with what's most important uh, in, you know, regarding the relationship with uh, my relationship with God and, and um, trying to just keep me uh, obedient and humble. That's awesome. And we will definitely uh, share a link to that in the description, but you Sweet. mentioned humility. So for yeah. our next uh, rapid fire question from our listeners, how do you stay humble um, being an actor, being in LA, being on the chosen, playing Jesus, Jesus, like all of those things? Uh because I know that uh, I think part of it stems from um, this devotion that that I've become really fond of, called Memento Mori. It's with this skull rings. The skulls are a representative for me. It's a reminder of um, you know the death is imminent. Memento Mori means remember that you will die. Remember your death. And by uh, focusing on um, our death and the fact that life is is ephemeral and temporal uh we can be more um we can lead more holy lives and so i think knowing that um everything can change like that that all of it could go away tomorrow for one reason or another completely out of my control and mm -hmm. so um i think by being reminded of that uh, i know that that like what i have now i I just need to continue to be grateful for it and to steward my gifts as best as I can and, and, and try to see, you know, try to meet Christ in the face of others and, um, giving back wherever I can. Uh, I think that's, I think that's how the best way for me to do that is just, just know that it's all temporary. It's not, you know, we take none of this with us. So, um, mm -hmm. I'm grateful for what I have and how I can use my gifts and, and whatever comes my way as a result, whatever, you know, um, blessings that God passes on to me, or if I make more money than I did three years ago, it's great, you know, and, but at the end of the day, it's not my money, it's God's money. And I'm yeah. just shuttling it from one place to another. And if there's more then there's more to give away, you know, mm -hmm. so that's kind of how I look at it beautiful yeah absolutely the another question um we talked a little bit about how you strive to pray without ceasing and actually this mm. question said saint paul tells us to pray constantly uh but sometimes i'm afraid that i might be bothering god uh or that what i'm asking about is too small because he's busy with more important stuff and so what would you say to bart and uh kirsten who asked that question 
whatever you think is too small is the more important stuff that God's mm -hmm. busy with. There's nothing that's too small. I mean, he created you. He, he knows your prayers before you ask them. So ask them. There's something mm -hmm. to vocalizing our prayers. You know, um, they say, um, if you sing your uh, a prayer, something I'm paraphrasing, like if you're singing a prayer, you're, you're praying twice mm -hmm. as opposed mm -hmm. to just praying. Right. So they say the language of the angels is song. Mm -hmm. So there's something to speaking things out loud. When, when I had my moment surrender, that was all out loud. That wasn't in my head. Mm -hmm. Me just looking up in my. <laughs> <laughs> It was out loud, like, why, God, why? You know, it was like, it was the language of the Psalms, which are all songs. Mm -hmm. So speak it out loud and know that it's all, um, it's all relevant and it's all important to God. Whatever is important to you is important to God because he made you. So we are a reflection of him here in this, you know, time and space. And, and uh, it's, it's all important. There's no, there is no priority of one thing more important than another it's if it's important to you it's important to him that's what mm. i'd say oh, thank you <laughs> mm. the next question i how has playing the character of jesus affected your personal faith life I just look at my shelves i mean i think where is it there you know uh it's uh, none of those i didn't have that many spiritual books before I started this job. So it's, that's for starters. Um, it's, it's just deepened it exponentially, you know, when you spend so much time with any character, but especially Jesus, and you're allowing that character to affect you and affect your life. Um, it can't help but but change your day to day. And now you see things and what you strive after and, and the knowledge you seek and, and the desire to be closer to him um i think that's the main thing what surprised you the most in getting to know jesus living that out um what surprised me the most i don't know i think um I think what surprised me is the experience of this that other people have had that share that get when when they get the opportunity to, to share with me the impact of the, this um, this journey for me. Uh, I think mm -hmm. that's been the most surprising thing, just the mm -hmm. level and the depth that God is is mm -hmm. engaging with people's hearts and and, and spirits. Um, you know, through the show and through the portrayal, that's been the most surprising thing. It's still, yeah, it's, I, I don't know mm -hmm. if I'll ever get used to, to that. It's, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, being a Catholic representative on The Chosen, what is one of the most uh, common questions you get uh, working with other denominations about your faith? Um, I don't feel like I get a lot of 
questions from other people on set mm-hmm. about my faith. Um, you know, it's like at the end of the day, that becomes a workplace for many people. And mm-hmm. when you're on set, it's, it's a workplace. So mm-hmm. it's not quite, I think it might not be the, the environment or the experience that people might think it is like, it's like, it's not like walking into church. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> um, but it's, it's a, it's a very different experience than war- working on a, a regular TV show, you know, yeah. um, where there's an openness and you feel this opportunity to be, to express yourself in the way that you, you can, that, you know, whether it's talking about God, just as a part of your, vernacular language or um you know being able to just take a moment to pray about something before a scene starts like that's okay like there's no nobody thinks twice about that so i think that's where Mm -hmm. it it kind of becomes um that's sort of how it works on on a set you know and then if i've had side conversations with other members um of of the cast that are friends and we've had our own personal discussions but um Mm -hmm. Yeah, that doesn't really come in the form of um, questions so much, you know? Yeah. Uh, Another question, I think we've touched on it a little bit, but if you want to expand uh, on how you fit prayer into your super busy schedule. Yeah, I think, I think kind of what I said earlier about just, you know, it's, it's not like, oh gosh, I got to figure out what I'm going to pray. You know, it's not because prayer is just a constant sort of, it's 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 like a it's like a cassette tape running in the background you know like just somebody presses and just like it's just always there in the background and then it's like whether i go i'm really dating myself with that reference i just realized (laughs) anyway it's like a cd it's like spotify man you just got spotify Spotify. Spotify. cd is still dating and like dang it Whatever, so, yeah. we can edit that part out. That's right. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, no, it's like literally just having a, a music track on in the background. And it's just like every so often, like when you finish doing something, you're like, oh, let me turn that song off. You're like, cool. All right, I got to get back to work. Let me just turn it back down so I can concentrate mm-hmm. on my job. So it's it's, yeah. it's just there, you know, it's just always there. Mm-hmm. So um, if it's more of a ritualized thing, like a, a rosary where I need to have dedicated like 20 minutes or 25 minutes or whatever, you know, um, then I'll try to, you know, it'll either be on my way to work or on my way home or, uh, sometimes at lunch, but usually at lunch, I'm once the day starts, I'm trying to work on, I'm working on scenes and I'm in the middle of, you know, trying to think about what my next scene is and what my emotional state of being is Mm -hmm. for that scene. And, do I know all my lines or is there anything weird or have I, uh, do I have questions about scene? So if it's, if it's more of a stylized or, or, you know, um, ritualized format, like Mm -hmm. a a chaplet, then I'll usually pick at the beginning of the day or the end of the day, almost always Mm -hmm. at night before I go to bed, I'll I'll do something if I haven't gotten to it first thing in the morning. I think that's such a, a powerful way to pray. The more and more people we interview, the more, uh, patterns that you've seen amongst people. And I think the kind of the bookend, like beginning of the day, end of the day, and then as much as you can just pray unceasingly, little prayers, listen to stuff, then uh, it's, you're, because ultimately I, I really feel that 
it, it's not about how much or, but it's just a, about your heart. God knows your heart. God knows that you are doing the best you can, you know, you're changing diapers and, and acting out scenes and, and all that stuff. So it's just giving as much as you can to God. And, you know, you even said that just in the start of the prayer, how do you start praying when you haven't prayed in a long time? And that's just to ask God to help you to do that stuff. So if you're looking to want to pray deeper, pray more, ask the Holy Spirit, ask God mm -hmm. to help you to try to do that. So, uh, okay. This is one uh, from our listeners. Is there <laughs> anything that you can tell us about uh, The Chosen Season 3? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's being written. I know it's cool. okay. uh, being written. Uh, written. That's as much as I know. <laughs> I know, like it's as much. It's a little as ways out. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know they're in a pretty good shape with with the scripts. Okay. Um, so the biggest thing right now is I think there's construction of a soundstage, which is an enormous mm. task. So yeah. I think, um, I think because there's so much outdoor filming, um, and the challenges of outdoor filming, depending on yeah. what time of the year you film can be pretty brutal as, as we learned for season two. Yeah. Um, I think having a sound stage as an option uh, gives mm -hmm. us much more flexibility with the time of year. So mm -hmm. once I think that's finished being built, and again, I don't know the details because I, I, this is just what I've heard online like everybody else. Um, <laughs> thinking, uh, yeah, I, it's literally. Um, um, and then what I know about filmmaking, what, you know, building sound stages yeah, and construction, sure. and they're also building additional sets, like a lot more sets. Um, so mm -hmm. all that stuff takes time. Um, but I think the scripts are in their final phase of being like mm -hmm. polished up and, and, uh, God willing, you know, sooner than later, you know, I, 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 I don't have any other information other than that. I wish mm -hmm. I did. Sorry. Awesome. Yeah. What's your favorite episode or scene been so far? Ooh. Yeah, I, I can't pick one. There's, there's <laughs> been a there's been a range of them. I mean, season one, I had three scenes that I think I narrowed it down to, which was mm -hmm. my appearance in episode one, mm -hmm. the end of episode eight, the woman at the well, mm -hmm. and yeah. then um, the scene with Nicodemus with Eric Avari. Yeah, really so good. <gasps> And then season two, it's like, there's so many good scenes in season two. Um, yeah. Episode, I loved working with um, David Amito as John the Baptist in episode five. Yeah. Um, even though it was like a brief, almost cameo in episode three of season two at the end where Jesus has been healing all day. And he just kind of oh, comes yeah. back to the camp wreck. Like staggers back. Yeah, that was kind of cool for me. Um, that was something that I don't get to do often as that character, you know, showing just the ravages of being human on, on him. So, uh, and then episode one, I, I really enjoyed episode one. I think it was just so, such a beautifully interesting, interestingly told um, combination of, of playing with timelines and characters. And yeah. um, I think it kicked off the season really, really well. And I hope, I hope episode eight, which is coming up pretty soon. I hope uh, I hope it bookends it just as nicely. So, yeah. Speaking of it, which, so. oh, oh, again, <laughs> so you're, you're just yeah. as excited. Um, yeah, yeah for all of our listeners, so tomorrow night, Sunday, is the season finale of The Chosen. So, um, tune into that because uh, 
it's gonna be I don't know, it's gonna be awesome i'm super obviously. excited to hear the sermon of the mount <laughs> yes oh, and that to see it oh, yeah I, it's uh it should be good my first experience with uh, you reading scripture was actually the sermon on the mount in hallow and oh, wow. i was pregnant and struggling to sleep and put it on and it just um knocked you right out <laughs> no it did not i actually stayed up for 40 minutes listening to it the first time oh wow um, really? but okay. the amount of peace that it gave and the oh, cool. insight that it gave into those words to just have them over you i think that there is something powerful about listening to scripture and that is something um i'm looking forward to this 30-day challenge um I know when I have put it on, you know, even in the playroom with my kids running around to hear them, to see them hearing it, but also even how God can speak amidst the crazy joyful chaos um, and allowed me to hear verses that I've never heard before um, speak a truth and a depth into my heart. And so Thank you yeah. for that. And for, for all our listeners, again, we'll leave links in the description, but um, check out Hallow through uh, the link below. You can get a free 30-day trial, which would coincide perfectly through the 30-day um, challenge uh, for to hear Jonathan Rumi pray through the scriptures. And then if you're listening to this like a month or a year later or whatever, um, they're going to keep those, uh, those readings on there. So now you can just listen. You can just binge Jesus. Just binge, <laughs> yeah. You know, binge just Jesus. like... Oh, no, I was just going to say, uh, just for, for clarity, yes. Yeah, so so while the, through, throughout the 30-day challenge, it'll be parsed like there's a few chapters a day. Mm -hmm. And then after the challenge is done, it will be presented as an audio Bible. So you can just read the whole, awesome. each each gospel, mm -hmm. you know, straight through. And it's it's actually Hallow's first audio Bible. So this is their, their entry into uh, the audio Bible space. So very very excited uh for for multiple reasons here so um yeah i think i hope people will like it and, and thank you for sharing those words uh katie about uh, the the sermon when you were pregnant i think that's awesome that people can get any kind of peace from hearing you know god's words um read to them and i happen to be the person reading them it's uh it's quite humbling and 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 uh, such an honor for me to hear that so thank you for sharing that Thank you, Jonathan. I feel like we could talk to you all day, um, <laughs> but thank thank you for coming on the show. Where where can people find out more about you? What you've got uh, going on? Uh, and really, just everything that the awesome work that you do for God. Yeah, uh, for people that are curious about my professional life, um, I'm on imdb.com. You can just search my name on imdb. Dot com. Uh, you'll see all the other stuff I've done aside from The Chosen. Uh, most of the updates that I do about the things that I'm doing now, um, uh, whether it's Halo, whether it's The Chosen, or whether it's a bunch of other projects that I've got coming out, um, I usually drop those on my Instagram account, which is at uh, Jonathan Rumi Official. And you know it's me because there's a blue check. If it's there's no blue check, it's not me. And I didn't write that message to you asking for your phone number so just so you know because that has happened they're like is this really you i'm like wow. no, no it's no. i just just this one is me now here this one <laughs> not that other one and you know it's it's really interesting um i also have a uh, uh, facebook is also at jonathan rumi official and then twitter um just at jonathan rumi uh that's it just uh yeah so those are the places that i update most of my stuff then i have a website that i just kind of it's just sort of a placeholder for photos and things like that so awesome 
Well, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, for all our listeners, we'll leave links in the description to check out for uh, for Hallow, for The Chosen, um, for all of Jonathan Rumi's social to follow him. Uh, this has been amazing. We hope that it has really brought uh, some peace, some joy, and uh, maybe a little clarity about prayer uh, to you guys as, as our listeners and a little bit of insight into uh, Jonathan Rumi's life. So again, Jonathan, thank you so much for coming on the show. For our listeners, we're praying for you all. Take care and God bless. Thank you so much. God bless you all.